Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Ladies, you know that man in your life with the big, beautiful beard? Or the one trying to grow a beard, even if it's just a little stubble? Well, what you might not know is that the skin underneath all that face fur can get dried out and super itchy, causing scratching that leads to flaking, and if there's anything worse than head dandruff, it's beard dandruff. That's why we've teamed up with thebeardstruggle.com. They know what goes into having a big, glorious beard, hence the name. And they've created some of the best products in the market to help the man in your life tame those majestic chin locks and soothe the skin underneath. Be it the day and night oils, which keep the beard soft and the skin moisturized, and they smell great, by the way. Or the beard straightener that calms those extra curly face hairs and makes that beard look fuller and healthier. Kevin uses these products, and his beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. And I I really enjoy playing with the beard now. Thebeardstruggle.com uses 100% all-natural ingredients. They never test on animals and have a 90-day money-back guarantee. All you have to do is go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use our exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, for 15% off at checkout. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> the gobbledygooker. Want another one? Here. <laughs> it's our Thanksgiving episode. Yay. Uh, this is so, hopefully, you're not all depressed by now with the amazing amount of cooking that you have to do. If you're smart, you would have got your cooking done well, yesterday which is today for us, but yesterday for you, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving while you're cooking. We were not smart. We haven't gotten any cooking done yet, and it's very late on a Wednesday. So we'll be doing most of our shit last minute. But happy Turkey Day. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, well, let's get right into it. What do you got? Um, I got a steal of a book. Okay. So I wasn't planning on buying a book today. I I had to go to a store to find plates for us to eat off of because you wanted plates big enough for us to fit our entire Thanksgiving meal on. Well, yeah, there's no point in having the meal if you can't put it on a plate to eat it. Right. So I had saw these uh, plates that somebody had posted from the Dollar Tree. And you're like, oh, they're veggie trays, and you put the the dip in the middle. And they like, were, they were, they were trays that you do like a vegetable platter or 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 cheese or something like that, with all the little compartments to go around, and then the compartment in the middle for a dip. And I was like, well, they're cute, and that would work for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it would work. It, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the Dollar Tree. I never go to the Dollar Tree, by the way. But well, we don't have one here in town. No, but I mean, it's in the town that we go usually grocery shopping and where I go get my medicine and everything, but I never go there. And I don't know why, because the few times that I went, I'm like, I need to go here, but I, I never go. So I'm walking around with my daughter because I took her with me, but 
I'm I'm looking at a few things and then I find books in the aisle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. So I, I'm just perusing, you know, the titles. And then I see Shadow Song by S.J. Jones. And I I have Winter Song at home in my bookcase. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Everything in here is a dollar. I got the sequel for a dollar. And I couldn't believe it. You were pretty excited about it. I was very excited about it because this is like a $30 book that I just got for a dollar. I... Like, I didn't know that they sold New York Times bestselling authors at Dollar Tree. Well, you can get a lot of things at Dollar Tree that you probably didn't know about. Let's do our uh, advertisements real quick. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Dollar Tree. Thank you for your... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I didn't have... I, since the COVID thing came out, you know, the COVID started, I don't touch things unless I buy it. So... They didn't have books in order. They didn't have it to where the titles were showing or anything yeah, like that. Well, they just, well, yeah. it was all a muck. Uh, but luckily this was right out front and I saw it. But maybe, you know, once the vaccine is available and everything, I can actually look through the books to see if there's any other ones that I'd like. Because, holy shit, you know, I could get books for a buck. Well, I, I mean, I doubt you're going to find very many more books that you're actually going to want for a dollar. The mo- most of the books that you get at the dollar stores, be it Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, uh, they're usually like the knockoff Danielle Steele type books. The ones that nobody actually buys. So I don't know how many more gems you'll find, but yeah, I'm gonna go shopping for a dollar book. I'm okay with it. I, I was, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. An S.J. Jones book. You should see her. Her gassing is flabbered. It's, it's Shadow Song. It's, I, I get it. I, kn- <laughs> I, I, I understand. I'm in awe. I'm just, it's like. Okay. Uh, so let's get to a story that you had brought up last week. That there is some more development on. And when I say development, I mean it's pretty much a done deal. So Bertelsman, owner of Penguin Random House, is buying Simon & Schuster from Viacom CBS and will make it part of PRH, the company announced. So they beat out HarperCollins. Uh, the deal should close in the second half of next year, subject to the usual closing closing procedures as well as regulatory approval the deal is reported for more than a uh, mere two billion dollars with a b just throwing around a couple billion dollars just, no big deal yeah uh public uh, penguin random house is the largest trade book publisher in the world and both it and simon and schuster have substantial distribution operations. Viacom CBS had put up Simon & Schuster for sale in March, saying the publisher was not a core asset. At the time, Viacom CBS was reportedly asking for $1.2 billion. So they only brought it up by $0.8 billion. I mean, that's 
That's that's it. Trump change. Uh, Bertelsmann publicly expressed interest in September. The News Corp owner of HarperCollins was also interested in the company, as you had said last week when I had gone on my rant about monopolies and conglomerates, and apparently they didn't listen. Uh, in a memo to staff, Penguin Random House CEO Marcus Dole said in part, quote, I have long admired the team at Simon & Schuster and the books they publish. I am incredibly excited to welcome our new colleagues to Penguin Random House, Simon & Schuster's distinguished legacy as publishing notable authors, perennial bestsellers, and cultural shaping blockbusters is a natural accomplishment to our publishing program and catalogs around the world. So one company just got a lot bigger, pretty much. A yeah. lot bigger. Yeah, they did. But, I mean, that's... That is what it is. They got to go through all the, you know, jump through all the hoops and cut all the red tape uh, because, you know, there are two companies merging, but they're not technically a monopoly because there's other publishers out there. So they can get really as big as they want as long as there's another publisher out there that can at least kind of compete, then they won't be a monopoly and they'll just be able to keep getting bigger. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Jan Morris, the historian and travel writer who evoked time and place with the flair of a novelist, has died at the age of 94. As a journalist, Morris broke monumental news, including Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay's ascent of Everest, Everest and the French involvement in the Israeli attacks on Egypt in the Suez War. As a best-selling author of more than 30 books, she was equally lauded for her histories, including Pax Britannica, her monumental account of the British Empire for her colorful accounts of places from Venice to Oxford, Hong Kong to Tristy. But she was also well-known as a transgender pioneer with Conundrum, her account of the journey from man to woman an international sensation when it was published in 1974. So quite ahead of the curve on that one. Kudos to her. Born James Morris in Somerset in 1926, Morris traced the roots of her transition back to childhood. In Conundrum, she recalls realizing aged three or four that, quote, I had been born into the wrong body and should really be a girl. And uh, her son announced at like 11.40 that she had passed. So, mm -hmm. uh, But 94. That's a long life. That's, a, as, as our friend Kevin Smith would say, a big bucket of win. Or 94 is a big cauldron of win. So, like you've lived. Yeah. And doing... The whole transgender, I don't want to say transgender thing, but back in 74, that took guts. That took balls. Because that, or lack the removal of, balls. of them. Yes. Because that wasn't something that was, you know, looked upon kindly, really. So, kudos to her, and our thoughts are with her family. Yes. Now, to our four books of the week. Let's see what books I'm going to buy. You already bought one. No, I haven't. Not yet. You just bought one today. That was with my money. I'm talking about with our money. <laughs> it's funny when it's when it's your money, but it's your money. But our money is literally only the money that I make from my job. That is our money. Because that supports 
us. So the money I make is ours in our bank account, but the money she gets is all hers. In my bank account, but I spend it on everybody. <laughs> and, and you get yourself, that is your book. You got a book, that's your book. No, because I still have to order Ready Player Two. I got it on Audible today because I had the credits. That's for you. But it would not download. I'm guessing so many fucking people wanted it all at once that it, I'm not going to say it quite crashed their server or anything like that, but it would not download it all for me today until I got home and it finally started. So I don't know what was going on, but I tried to listen to it today, especially on my way home, and it it would not play. So anyway, our fiction book this week is Less by Carolyn Angel. And when Sam and the staff of the Blue Dawn Diner arrive at work one morning, it only takes a moment to see that something is very wrong. The streets of the usually bustling town are eerily quiet. Even the birds are silent. Sam and his friends soon discover that the world has changed beyond all comprehension, throwing them into a battle for survival as they try to create new life in a new community. Coming up against other survivors and horrifying creatures, the group are forced to adapt quickly. Will the group survive long enough to find answers? Will they do what is needed to protect their community? Will humanity thrive again, even when there are less? From Red Cape Publishing, came out, on the 21st, 328 pages. Sounds very interesting. It sounds more like a YA novel than a fiction novel. Kind it's of, probably adult contemporary. Yeah. Or right up that line of YA, AC. Yeah. So I, I looked through a lot today, and this one popped up, and I was like, oh, finally a good one. And it was by somebody who, she had wrote, written a couple things before, but you got to go through just the myriad of, you know, 10-time New York Times best-selling authors to get to somebody who, you know, is like, uh, this Red Cape Publishing is an independent author-publisher. So that's kind of what stuck up to me, stuck out to me. It was like, oh, finally, somebody who's, you know, working it. It isn't just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is what we like to push here on the show. Yes. Okay. Now, our nonfiction book this week is Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man by Emmanuel Acho. Yes, I, about a week ago, I saw that up on the list next to, like, Obama's uh, book. Yeah, Promised Land. Yeah, Promised Land. And I was going to screenshot it and send it to you to put on the show, but I completely forgot, so I'm glad you you found it. Yeah, I found Well, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, there was an Instapot cookbook I almost picked. Uh, Megan Rapinoe has uh, her book out, but you know this one seemed fitting. Oh, and the uh, the Barack Obama one. Apparently, he broke Pink, uh, Random House's uh, record sales for first day. Of course, he did. But yeah, just a side note. All right, you cannot fix a problem you do not know you have. So begins Emmanuel Acho in his essential guide to the truths Americans need to know to address the systematic racism that has recently electrified protests in all 50 states. There is a fix, Acho says, but in order to access it, we're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations. In Uncomfortable Conversation with the Black Man, Acho takes on the questions large and small, insensitive and taboo, Many white Americans are afraid to ask, 
yet which all Americans need the answers to, now more than ever. With the same open-hearted generosity that has made his video series a phenomenon, Acho explains the vital core of such fraught concepts as white privilege, cultural appropriation, and reverse racism. In his own words, he provides a space of compassion and understanding in a discussion that can lack both. He asks only for the reader's curiosity, but along the way, he will galvanize all of us to join the anti-racist fight. From Flatiron Books, an Oprah book, November 2020, 256 pages. I think we should probably get that. And also let the kids read it. Probably. Most people should probably get it. I think everyone should get it. Because it 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 would be nice to hear certain things directly from a black man. Especially questions that me as a white person who does not want to insult anybody is very iffy about asking questions to uh, anybody in the black community because I really don't want to offend anybody. And I don't know if that's something, if I ask something, if they're going to be offended or if they're going to be perfectly fine with it. So I usually just keep my mouth shut and that's it. Yeah, and I mean, I I grew up around a lot of black people and certain friends were okay with me saying certain things and then other friends were not and like it was it was kind of weird so i had to pick and choose what i said and i'm not talking about the n-word but uh, just how i said things what i said and then you know there were some black people who said i got my black card and i'm like i'm white and it was just it's like you are white I am, but I am white. I am, but I used to to listen to a lot of hip hop and rap. Well, I don't and think I don't think that is no, but I could rap along and stuff. And I had a card. big booty <laughs> and you know that type of stuff. I think that's mostly just guys telling you that because they want to get in your pants. That could have been it too, <laughs> but but like, and even with the thing with that is. Not everybody of, and it, it goes past just black people, not everybody of a certain race or, or creed or, or anything like that is going to be offended or not offended by the same things. I think it was uh, Big E from the WWE who had a conversation with somebody. He's like, listen, no one black person needs to have every single answer for you. It's like, well, what, what about this? Why can't I do this? Why can't I say that? Not every black person... Not every person in general is going to have every single answer for you because not every but every single person knows the answer to everything. This doesn't offend me. Why would it offend somebody else? I don't know. You need to talk to them. You know, you're saying that to them. It doesn't offend them, but it offends me. I'll tell you why, but I can't tell you why something offends somebody else. You need to talk to them. So, yeah, I, I agree. This is probably a book that most of us should have. Yes. Okay. Now, children's book. Now, the pondering of giving up on doing the children's books have has kind of washed itself over me a couple times. Like, maybe I should, you know, switch over to manga every once in a while because it's big, or graphic novels because there's a lot of those that come out. But honestly, most of the time, the children's books that we do are the my favorite books that we talk about. There have been some doozies. There really have. So, 
every time I'm thinking, eh, maybe I just don't do a children's book. Maybe I pick something else. I usually find one that changes my mind. A book like this. And this book, I mean, great to read aloud with your kids. Oh, gosh. No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever. <laughs> by Raj Halder, Chris Carpenter, and Bryce Galfelter. G- Glad Felter, I'm sorry. From number one New York Times best-selling authors of P is for Pterodactyl comes another hilarious fresh look at the English language. That's great. P is for Pterodactyl. It's true. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Uh, the hero had supervision. The hero had supervision. Man, a T sounds great. Manatee sounds great. Sir Francis Bacon? Sir, France is bacon. What's going on here? You can't believe everything you hear. A single word can have many different meanings. And sometimes two words that sound alike can be spelled completely differently. Ptolemy the pterodactyl is back to show us how absurd and fun language can be when homophones, homonyms, and tricky punctuations are at play. No reading aloud allows children and their parents to laugh together while also learning something new. Perfect for baby gifts, birthday gifts, teacher gifts, and anyone who finds humor in the absurdity of the English language. From Source Books Explore, November 2020, 48 pages, ages 6 to 10 or 37, <laughs> because it sounds like a fun book. I love it. I love it. P is for pneumonia? Yes. O um, is for opossum? Just possum, not opossum. I say O is for possum, and uh, K is for knife. Kniffy. You literal. It's the English language. We can literally go on. At the nauseum. English language is the most difficult language to learn. Uh, I have some people that have learned that grew up learning English that had to learn Mandarin that would disagree with you. Yeah. And certain dialects of Russian, apparently, are extremely difficult to do. Well, like like Alan Tudyk said in Transformers, it's a Cyrillic alphabet. Half of their half of their alphabet looks like the numbers you don't press on a calculator, <laughs> which is true. Well, when you take trig and calc, you actually press those. Yeah. Now our YA novel. Bright Shining World by Josh Swiller. Wallace Cole is perpetually moving against his will. His father has some deeply important job with an energy company that he refuses to explain to Wallace, who is, shall we say, suspicious. Not that his father ever listens to him. Just as Wallace is getting settled into a comfortable life in Kentucky, his father lets him know they need to immediately depart for a new job in a small town in upstate New York, which has recently been struck by an outbreak of inexplicable hysterics, an outbreak which is centered at the high school Wallace will attend. In the new town, go from disturbing to worse. Trees appear to be talking to people. A school bully, the principal, and the town police force take an instant dislike to Wallace, and the student body president is either falling for him or slipping into the enveloping darkness. Bright Shining World is a novel of resistance, of young people finding hopes and courage and community in a collapsing world. Alfred A. Knopf Books for Young Readers. Knopf. Knopf? Knopf. Knopf? 
I know somebody has a K in the front of their name, and he they, it's pronounced it's pronounced Knope. Okay, it could be Knope. Alfred A. Knope or Knopf books for young readers. November 2020, 304 pages, ages 12 and up. It sounds kind of interesting. It's supposed some of the other stuff I read on it, it's supposed to be hilarious. And it sounds like it. It, it, it looked like it was going to be funny. Yeah. So. I mean, I think I might get that for our daughter. She's she's wanting the Harry Potter series for Christmas. Yeah. I might get her some other books. I mean, I don't know how much magic is in this one, but it looks like it's now people are kind of going a little crazy from something. I'm not sure. But it's they they do they do well on not giving too much away, but giving enough to make you interested in it. Um, but like like all these, I'll, I'll post the pictures and I'll, I'll fuck with the covers a little bit to make them move and shit like I do. Uh, but yeah, I think it... I think it seemed... It was between this and a couple other books and the other ones were much more serious. I was like, eh, it's Thanksgiving. Let's go a little bit more fun. So, Josh Swiller, you win. <laughs> Congratulations, dude. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and we'll say, good job, because <laughs> that's all we can really do for you. But there you know, With a thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, let's do our socials real quick. Okay. On the Twitter and Gram, we are at OpenAFINGBook, and I am at ECJBAT. I'm YoungETAM6 on Twitter, YoungETAM on Instagram. You can email us, OpenAFingBook at gmail.com. If there's any books you would like for us to cover, any authors you'd like for us to cover if you have written a book that you would like for us to take a look at and read review interview you on the show we're more than happy to do that stuff just send us a an email stephanie our goodreads that we haven't updated in about 13 months <laughs> uh, goodreads.com slash open afing book right just like the patreon is patreon.com slash open an effing book uh we got plenty of stickers still you can go on there bunch of tears you can hear the few times i fucked up today that you won't hear on the edited version that you can hear on the unedited version if that is the tier that you choose to to buy go to my wife's etsy page etsy.com slash shop slash 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 shop slash stephanie young art there's there are less there are less h's in that address than i put in there etsy.com slash shop slash Stephanie Young Art. Yes. Uh, come back for our Monday show. We are ending Hunter S. Thompson. Yay! Well, let's put that. We are ending the... The, the, the series. The, the Hunter S. Thompson series. We are not ending Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, that happened already. It's Back not, in 2005. It's not pretty, but give it away. People what? aren't, aren't going to know when it's coming. <laughs> uh, I was just yeah, guessing. Is that really when he died? It's going to be a... A fairly long episode. I thought I had everything managed out to where it was going to be this many pages for each one. And I was like, okay, I don't have too much left for this one when I was writing the other three. So I got to go to episode four and I'm writing it and I get done writing. I'm like, fuck, that went a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So buckle yourself in and prepare. It, it, it's not going to be like a long, boring story. It, it's going to be filled with fun and excitement through the whole thing. You know, until it's not. But 
It's going to be a longer one, so. You're going to get up to the climax, and then it's going to go boom down to the bottom, and then. Uh, <laughs> mm, it's going to get a little sad at the end, near the end of the series. But then it, it kind of ends on another funny. It, it wouldn't be Hunter S. Thompson if it didn't all end with a little bit of a joke. Okay. So you have that to look forward to. You just have to come back Monday and listen. Uh, rate and review wherever you listen, uh, wherever you're listening right now. After we're done, follow, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, to all the apps. Just all the apps. Go to your libraries, your bookstores, local bookstores, private, local, independently owned bookstores, if they are open, and get a get a book from a local author at a local independent bookstore. It's the uh, best thing you can do right now, since they can't do book tours or anything like that, really. Missed out on a couple book tours this year that I was really hoping to, to go to because of this whole COVID thing. So help them out. Uh, if you want to know more about the books that we discussed today or the authors that we discussed today, go down and look at our show notes. Should be just underneath what you're looking at. You see our little logo. Look underneath, depending on where you're you know, listening. And all everything should be there. You just click on them and should take you. Uh, there a link right to where you can talk to the audio, uh, you know, send the author a message, or buy the book if that's what you want. And Stephanie, I think that's it. I do believe it is. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Have a happy quarantine Thanksgiving. Do not invite your friends or family over. Just do a Thanksgiving of you and whoever you live with and zoom call other people if you need to don't invite people over uh please yeah numbers are going up yeah hospitals are over bedded yeah so do yourself a favor don't invite people over and between now and the time we get to talk to you again do yourself another favor go open a fucking book all right we'll see you bye guys <laughs>